Welcome to the C3 Church podcast. Here at church, we are passionate about people and helping them in their walk with God. We hope this Sunday message speaks to you today. Christmas is coming, Christmas is coming, and today you would have heard Share the Wonder is launching, which means we get to be a part of a few different things with Share the Wonder, and we're going to be putting on a meal for the community here, so you can be involved in that. It's a great opportunity to come and serve the local community. Also, giving um, all the information you need to go to christmas.this. .thec3.uk and you can also find out about packing some of those boxes we've got a date there we would love to just come on an evening get involved in doing some of the practical stuff and even writing cards for people that are going to be gifted I'm just assuming we're doing that I haven't actually checked great (laughs) we are doing that but I remember that being a highlight last year being able to write a card and saying hey we just want to champion you and say that we're here for you so that is really cool and get inviting this week in our group um, someone who's quite new to our group said, oh, I went to my barber and I just said, hey, have you ever been to a church? And he's from the States. And the barber said no to this guy. And he was like, what, you've never been in a church? Couldn't get his head around it and said, oh, just come at Christmas and told him about Christmas. And this barber said, oh, cool, I'll come. And actually, I, I used to know someone from there who turns out to be Josh. He used to cut, uh, he used to cut Josh's hair, my husband, who's drumming. And um, Josh had kind of been telling about church, he'd never come, and then it just took someone else to invite him, and he's coming at Christmas, so people are excited to be coming, yeah, come on, God is good, like, we don't know, we just got to put the word out there, invite people, and we don't know what God is going to do, so we're excited for Christmas, excited for all that's going to happen, so we'd love for you to be on team or, or whatever that looks like for our Christmas time. But right now, as Sarah's already said, we're in for a treat. We've got Becky sharing about all things C3 Impact. And so have a look at the screen and then Becky's going to come and share with us. 2019, C3 Impact was launched, working with 70 families a week across Cambridge. Now we have grown to be working with up to 300 households a week across Cambridgeshire, Bury St. Edmunds and Colchester locations. But why does C3 Impact exist? In the UK, we see one in seven people go hungry. One half of all children born today will experience family breakdown. On average, one person is declared bankrupt every five and a half minutes in England and Wales. One in four people in the UK will experience a mental health problem a year. One fifth of people have had suicidal thoughts in their lifetime. Around 14.4 million people are living in poverty in the UK. These statistics are astounding and are happening right in front of us. But what can we do about them? At C3 Impact, we've identified four key ways in which we believe we can be a part of the solution to tackling poverty. Each week, we support people through our well-being hubs with education about money, helping people build healthy habits with cooking, fitness, and finances. We provide courses to support individuals with their mental health, grief, and eating disorders. We provide courses on parenting, divorce recovery, and Kids Matter to help with family breakdown. And we seek to help individuals source and keep employment. We know that all of these don't give immediate crisis relief, and that is why we provide hot meals, community markets, a community fridge, clothing, micro grants, and much more. In 2023 so far, We've handed out over 8,000 hot meals to individuals across our hubs. 
through partnerships, we've received 40,000 kilograms of surplus food given out through our community market. And our community fridge has distributed 24,133 kilograms of food. These big statistics become much smaller when we start with who we see. Our desire is to journey with people to a place of health and wholeness because we believe people really matter. The mom, the dad, the individual who is standing right in front of us. So that is C3 Impact. And every week, we get the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus in our communities. Now, you've had a sneak peek, and you know that there is more coming up of sharing some more stories. But first of all, if I've not met you, hello. My name is Becky. It's lovely to meet you. I'm part of the Impact team. It's good to be with you guys who are online or watching from prison. It is a blessing to be able to share with you this morning what we get to do as a church for our community. Now, we've seen people this year come to faith. We've seen people this year experience kind of journeying out of poverty. We've seen people this year build friendships. We've seen people's situations change. And we've only been able to see, to see that and do that because of the generosity and the backing of C3 Church. The fact that we so um, consciously put it at the forefront of everything that we do. We want to see this city, the town of Berry, the town of Colchester, and anywhere and everywhere that we can reach online saved for Jesus. And we know, as we said in that video, every single person matters. Let me give you some statistics for those of you who like a number since we have launched C3 Impact, we have had 20,209 touch points with adults. We have impacted 8,639 8, touch points with children, which is a total household members of 28,848 people. We have reached 100, thank you, Joel. We have reached 156,326 kilograms of food has been donated. That probably means nothing to you, but let me put it like this. That is over 8,000 double-deckers worth of food. <laughs> Astounding staggering, huge numbers that mean probably not that much, but really, it's only worth celebrating if the individual has been seen. It's only worth celebrating if the individual has been seen. So I'd like to introduce you to one of our friends. His name is Sean, and Sean's been coming along on Fridays pretty much since we began. And we opened this building about eight years ago now, and he's been coming for lunch since we started. He's been coming longer than I have to lunch on a Friday. He is the expert. And he's going to share some of his story now into what it means for him to be part of Fridays and to be part of C3 and be part of Impact and what it means for him to be a part of C3 Church. He's in this room today. Don't worry, I won't point him out. But he's written a poem 
And you're going to hear this poem in just a moment. And in this poem, he shares what C3 means to him. So I would love for you to join me in welcoming Sean and let's watch his story on the screens. Hi, everybody. My name is Kara Leek. I am Impact Hub coordinator here at Cambridge. Um, and my favorite food is macaroni and cheese. My favorite foods is a Sunday roast. Oh, yes, Sean. This is yeah. our friend Sean. He comes to our Friday hub. Yeah. Um, how long have you been coming to Food Truck Friday? Do you know? <sighs> Must be six, seven years since I had the stroke, really. Yeah, just before. Yeah. Did... I had the stroke, that's right, yeah. So you came before you yeah. had the stroke? Okay. Yeah. Do you remember how you found out about it? Did someone bring you? Or did you just I pop can't, in? I can't remember at all where or how I heard about it. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, say three at a toll. Yeah, because it was before, before the stroke. Yeah. Yeah. Um, when you, after you had the stroke uh, and you came back, how did you find it? Were you happy to be back? How was that? Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Getting back into the groove of things, but yeah. things were a bit harder than they were. I had to learn how to talk, how to walk. Yeah. Um, Everything really. It's like a massive amount of dementia hitting you. All at once. That's time. what the stroke was, yeah. And wow. Yeah. Yeah, it weren't easy, but we're getting there. Yeah. Yeah. How do you when you come to Friday, yeah, how do you find it? What do you like about it coming around on I just I've just got used to coming on a Friday for C three and yeah, I enjoy it. Yeah. It's nice catching up with people and yeah. yeah. Kind of something to get out of the house. And yeah, yeah. Just be social. That's and... right, yeah. Do you have a favourite part of Fridays? Well, apart from the food, but... <laughs> <laughs> Do you prefer the food or the pudding? Like, are you a desserts guy or... Uh, yeah. Both, ready. Yeah. Happy to have all yeah. of it. Yeah. It's good. I always love um, getting to see familiar faces and yeah. catch up with everybody yeah. and ask how they're doing. Um... It's good to have, yeah, consistent every week. It feels like we're a little family. Yeah, it does, yeah. It's down to be dollar every week to come here, say three, yeah. Yeah. Um, and you come on Sundays sometimes as yeah, well? Yeah, so, yeah. When did you start coming on Sundays? I think it's about three or four weeks now. Because mm. it's a, a 9.30 start, and that's easier than Greenie if it was 10.30. Okay. So it's not a lot, but an hour. Yeah. It makes a huge difference. It does, yeah. Absolutely. Um, what made you decide to come on Sundays? Like a few weeks well, ago. Well, I just thought I'd come on Fridays. Why not try on Sundays? Yeah. yeah that's great. I know um, it's been really cool seeing you on Sundays and not just on Fridays. Yeah, good, good. It's fun to have you around for both days. Hmm. Um, is there anything else that, um, I don't know, like when you think about Friday and Impact, like... How do you feel about Impact and the team? Like, what do you think I about? think they're all good people. Brilliant. Mm. Um, but, yeah, I, mean, I used to come here on a Friday and when Sturt was here, and they used to sign in for Universal Credit for me every week because yeah. I didn't know how to do it back then. Yeah. Didn't have no knowledge of the computer at all, but I was, I was expected to sign in. Mm. Uh, yeah. Bit hard, but, well. They didn't know, like, your need that you couldn't get on the computer and do that. 
Yeah, and having right. <laughs> so Stuart helped you. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Couldn't have done it without Stuart. No, good old boy. Yeah. yeah. How did the you know being able to do that? How did that impact your life? Like him helping you with that? Well, it just makes it easier, you know. Sort of one less worry to worry about signing in. Yeah. You know, because it sounds horrible, but that's the only way I'll get more benefits. Right, it, but you needed them. Yeah, exactly. In order to make it, you yeah. know, every day. It probably eased a bit of burden for you, mm. knowing he could be yeah, around to help. Yeah, too, right. That's a good help. Mm. And then you would have the meal with him and everything, too, like the yeah. same, you know, yeah, all together. Our C3. So corporate on the outside, inside more warmth. Together as one, we'll face the storm. Over a cuppa, let's talk it through. An open lunch on Fridays and a food bank too. Tomorrow will be brighter. Oh, yes, it shall shine. Look to the future. Look up, not down. Hallelujah, C3. You lift my frown. It makes me think of our whole team. Yeah, I hope it also is meant to be a bit of a thank you for C3 and Fridays and mm. people that put it on and supply the food and everything and yeah. just a big thank you, really. Mm. It's so humbling that you're saying thank you because it's like, we just want to hang out, you know? Like it's, no. it's so fun to be together every week. And oh, good. Um, I think our team, especially, you know, I know Julie told you to come today, and Julie is just, Sean is the best. I'm so happy uh -huh. to get to hang out with him today. Uh, so we've become a family. Yeah, um, that's how I look at it now. Seek through on a Friday, yeah, can see the family. Hell yeah, yeah. It is, and it's um, it's so encouraging, and you always leave feeling like you've had a hug. Yeah, good, good. I hope you feel that way too. Yeah, too right, I do, yeah. Mm -hmm. Thank you for sharing that with us. No, really. no problem. Your Thank gift. you. Mm, so good. Can we give it up for Sean? Thank you, Sean. I don't know if you captured some of one of those things that just stood out to me. I've seen that video a few times. What Sean said is he said, it goes in the diary every Friday and I go and see the family goes in the diary every, fam every Friday and I go and see the family. And this was the poem that he has written and he read. So corporate on the outside, inside more warmth. Together as one, we'll face the storm. An open lunch on Fridays and a food bank too. Over a cuppa, we'll talk it through. Tomorrow will be brighter, oh yes it shall. Look to the future, look up, not down. Hallelujah, C3, you lift my frown. And that is exactly how we as a church want to make sure people feel that as they come in, they can leave different. They can leave with a smile on their face. They can leave knowing that they've had a hug. They can leave being impacted. So thank you, Sean, for sharing that with us. Hey, we're going to go into some scripture in a moment, but one of the things that we love doing at Impact is having fun. We love to laugh and we love to joke and we love to... Um, make sure that we do have fun. And part of that is really conscious because people come in with all sorts of troubles and hard stuff going on in their world. And we want to make sure that there's a, this is a place of joy. We want to make sure that as a team, we all have fun. So we're going to play a game. 
Some of you are like, oh, why did I come today? Hey, if you're watching online, you can play along with this game too. It is um, called Stand Up, Sit Down. Anyone played Stand Up, Sit Down before? Yeah, wow, guys, fun. Remember that? I need you to match my energy this morning. Fun. Woo, yeah, there we go. So what I would love is if, and I know there's people in the room, so I will call you out because I know who you are. If you are in the room, and again, if you're watching online, if you've been involved in our, if you're one of our impact team members, if you're someone who comes week in, week out, if you write a prison letter, if you are involved in TLG, if you are on Hope Into Action team, if you're on Food Truck Friday team, you know who you are. I would love for you to just stand. Come on. Stand. Yeah, there we go. There's more of you. Let's stand. They are hating this right now. Don't worry. There will be more people joining you. Stay standing. Don't you dare sit down. Stay standing. Well done, guys. All right. I would love for you to join them standing and stay standing if you have helped at any of our Christmas banquets or Good Friday out in the town for giving out balloons on Good Friday. Would you stand to your feet too? If you've involved in anything slightly impact related, there should definitely be more of you standing. Come on. Keep standing. Well done. I know you're feeling awkward right now. Keep standing. Keep standing. What about this? Have you given any time to any charity? Maybe you volunteered in a charity shop. Maybe you've been involved in a food bank. Maybe you've been involved in a street pastor. Any kind of charity organization. Would you stand to your feet? Would you stand up? There should be many more people standing. Come on. Stand to your feet. Stand. Stay standing, people. Stay standing. We're not sitting down yet. Stay standing. Okay. What about this one? Have you ever given financially to a charity, to C3, to the vision offering? Have you ever sponsored a hamper? Have you ever given to a charity organization outside of C3? Maybe CAP, maybe Open Doors, any kind of finance. Have you ever given a fiver to a homeless person you've walked past or less, one pound, anything? Stand to your feet. If you've ever given anything outside of yourself, Come on, come on. Okay, this is it. This is the final one. This is the final one. Have you ever helped anyone ever? Full stop. Stand to your feet. If you're still sitting down, you need to stand to your feet right now. You need to all get to your feet. And please give yourselves a huge round of applause. Stay standing for one more moment. Stay standing for one more moment because we're going to pray. Every single one of us has the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. Every single one of us, no matter how small, no matter how big, we all have the opportunity in a whole different range of ways to be the hands and feet of Jesus. We heard it during the worship series, everything we can do is glorifying and pleasing to the Lord. It can all be done with the intent of glorifying Jesus. So today we're going to explore how Jesus does this loving people thing and how we can emulate him in the way that he would seek and save the lost. Let's pray together and then you can sit down. Father God, we thank you for today. We thank you that we can gather here as your church that we can be your people glorifying and worshipping you. We thank you for the youth. We thank you for the kids. We thank you for everyone who's come together, for those who are online. And today we pray 
that every single one of us would be inspired to leave this place, to take you with us, and to be the hands and feet of Jesus in every step, every second of the day. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. Amen. Why don't you guys go ahead and take your seats. We are going to read from Luke chapter 19, verse 5 to 10. It says this, Jesus entered Jericho and he was passing through. A man was there by the name of Zacchaeus. He was a chief tax collector and was wealthy. He wanted to see who Jesus was, but because he was short, he could not see over the crowd. So he ran ahead and he climbed a sycamore tree to see him since Jesus was coming that way. Okay, let's just pause there. Jericho was like an oasis. There was lots of uh, water there in the desert, and that's why these sycamore trees could grow. Sycamore trees had low branches, so they were easy to climb. And Zacchaeus was this super short guy. I mean, really short. So I'm about five, eight on a good day, and he would have likely to have been somewhere in the four-foot bracket, right? So he would have been very little. He would have been quite a short guy. So he wouldn't have been able to see amongst all of the crowds. Now, also, this guy was a chief tax collector, and that doesn't necessarily mean much for us today, but it's somebody who was disliked. And he was disliked because he had power over people. He had control over people, and it was to do with money. Now, I don't know who you would automatically liken that to in our society. So, some people might suggest maybe, maybe politicians. I don't know. But somebody who maybe we dislike, whose society has some kind of, you've got power and you've got control and you maybe don't make good decisions when it comes to money. And he was greedy. He was untrusted. He was shady. He didn't steward the power he had well. Carrying on with the scripture, it says this, when Jesus reached the spot, he looked up and said to him, Zacchaeus, come down immediately. I must stay at your house today. So he came down at once and welcomed him gladly. All the people saw this and they began to mutter, oh, he's gone to be the guest at a sinner's house. Hey, hands up, I would be that mutterer. I would be a mutterer. I don't know about you. You know, like, come on, Jesus. Don't you know that I'm, I'm the good person here? Like, why are you going to go to his house? But Zacchaeus stood up and he said to the Lord, Look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Jesus said to him, Today salvation has come to his house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the Son of Man came to seek and save the lost. Hey, there's one thing that I want everyone leaving this place or, or finishing watching this this morning to know. And it is this. Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you. We've had quite a lot of royal things going on recently. Funerals, weddings, like coronations. I've never been to London to be a part of one of those parades, but I know some of you guys have, and I've seen it on social media, and I've seen it on the news, and there are crowds of people, thousands of people, and just imagine for a minute that the, the carriage with the king is going down, and this parade, and there's so many people, and you've climbed a tree to try and see, 
and the carriage stops. The king jumps out and he walks over and he says your name. He says, Becky, hello, how's it going? Okay, at that point, everything just changed. Everything just changed. The king knows my name. He knows who I am. So I jump down from the tree and he says, oh, I'm coming to dinner at your house. And I think, please don't. The washing is still out. The dishes are there from yesterday. The toilet roll I bought last night is next to the front door. Please do not come to my house. But he says, I'm coming to your house. Everything just changed. And this morning, I want us to know that, yes, he does. He knows your name. Yes, he does. He would stop the carriage. He would seek you out. Now, typically, when you meet someone of royal, you would be expected to bow. You would be expected to curtsy. You would be expected to lower yourself because the king is talking to you. But you know what Jesus does? Jesus defies what is societally accepted for a king to do. And he lowers himself and he looks up to Zacchaeus. And by doing that, he places importance on the person who is higher than him and he lowers himself. And this is what Jesus has done from day dot. The moment that he came onto earth, he lowered himself to be a child, to be a baby in a manger. So that the king, the shepherd, whoever we are, knew that there was an importance on their life. Jesus has done this time and time again. But the crowd tried to get in the way. The crowd try to be the ones who are getting in the way and the mumbling and the grumbling. They have their opinions. But see what happens next. This is what happens next. Zacchaeus stood up. He said to the Lord, look, Lord, here and now I give half of my possessions to the poor. And if I've cheated anybody out of anything, I will pay back four times the amount. Zacchaeus allowed his proximity with Christ to change him. He allowed the proximity of being face to face with Jesus to change him. It wasn't that he was just seen. No, he was changed. It wasn't that he was just accepted. No, he then did. He gave back four times over and half of his possessions to the poor. You know, if I gave half of my possessions, there wouldn't be much left. And if I gave four times back from what I had taken, there really wouldn't be much left. Zacchaeus went broke in the natural because he was changed and compelled. He went from rich to broke because he was so changed by the presence of Jesus. So then Jesus said to him this, and I think what Jesus did is he eyeballed him. He looked him in the eyes. Because it literally says, the scripture said, Jesus said to him. There would have been crowds of people. There would have been all sorts of people. And Jesus could have stood up and proclaimed to everybody. But it says, Jesus said to him. So I think he eyeballed him in the eyes and he said, today, salvation has come to this house. 
Today, salvation has come to this house because this man too is a son of Abraham. For the son of man came to seek and save the lost. And that scripture will come up behind us. The son of man came to seek and save the lost. Zacchaeus, you were lost. But now I, Jesus, have found you. I have seen you and I have came for you. Jesus sees you. Jesus sees you all wherever you are, whether you're in a prison cell, whether you're at home in bed, whether you're driving to work. Jesus sees you in it all. But by being proximate with Christ, could we be compelled to act? Could we be compelled to be changed? Could we be compelled to do not just a little bit, but extravagantly? So extravagantly. And I have this question and then we are going to play the final video that I would love to show you before we finish our service. And I have this question, it is who can you intentionally see every day and what are you going to do about it? What are you going to do about it? Every single day, every second of our life, we have the opportunity to be the hands and feet of Jesus. What are you going to do about it? Let's watch this video of Gary, and then we will finish together. Hi, my name is Genevieve. I'm part of the team here at C3 Impact, and I'm here with the fabulous Gary. Um, Gary is someone who accesses our community market, which if you don't know what our community market is, it's this amazing social supermarket that we run across our different locations. Um, but Gary's been able to access that, and I just thought it'd be really great to take this opportunity to chat through some of Gary's story and hear a bit more about, uh, about him. So Gary, share a bit more about who you are and what you've been up to. Well, um, for the last 20 or so years, I've been uh, a missionary with Youth of the Mission. And I come from a different perspective, really. I used to run a business, I used to own a restaurant. And some of those skills were really, um, I've used now in Youth with a Mission to help them with like their business and setups and, yeah. and things like that. Um, but I've run a program called Year for God, which trains young people and trains missionaries yeah. abroad. And most most lately, we've been teaching the Bible and being part of Youth with the Mission's uh, goal, really, of ending Bible poverty yeah. and ending Bible literacy. Wow. Yeah. That's a great goal, isn't it? Mm. That's awesome. Yeah. Um, so, so you do kind of like this missional work, and I'm wondering, like, how did you get involved with Impact? <clears throat> well, during COVID, um, we had people out on the field in, in Uganda, in Kiev as well, yeah. and... And what really happened was it was uh, we were unable to train the people to go out again, and so you know we we do th with youth mission we live on support, so all our money that comes in comes yeah. through donations, yeah. and so we really had to kind of make sure that we were able to do ministry at that time as well. So <clears throat> what we found was that the community market particularly just helped feed me and my family during that time. It was yeah. another way that God provided provision for yeah. us uh, to carry on in missions um, yeah. in the way we have done, yeah. Yeah, that's yeah. awesome. Something which really strikes me about your story is how you've trusted God for provision throughout your different yeah. kind of life stages. I was wondering if you could share a bit more about that. <clears throat> 
Well, living by faith, as they call it, is yeah. is the most wonderful thing, really. But it's also the most nerve-wracking thing. Yeah. And you feel, I remember first starting thinking, I can trust God for provision for myself. But when you then place all of your family in that trust of God wow. and say, yeah. I'm going to trust God for to ensure that I can bring up this family in, in this space. And, yeah, it's, it's the most wonderful life really because yeah. you see God's provision time and time again when you're you're down to virtually nothing and you just have this confidence eventually that God is who he says he is and he does provide for those for yeah. the people who call him to do the things that he's calling them to do yeah, yeah. <clears throat> it's so fun because it's like this ripple effect of what we were doing here and how that's impacted like wider communities and the kingdom that's right. We're, the work we do now, we, we might well have not been able to continue to do. Um, having four hungry teenagers, as most people yeah. know, does kind of empty out the food covers quite quickly. Yeah. And, and yeah, just to be able to kind of carry on using the gifts that we get in our ministry yeah. for ministry. As we come to the end of this, I guess, I, is there any final parting <clears throat> words you'd like to share with, with the church? Yeah. So what I would say about the community market in particular, and I, you know, I've shared with you on many occasions, encouraged you really, yeah. that, that these kind of principles, you know, I've been in missions over 20 years and I've seen people do things in missions which, which they kind of tend to do because they should, really. Yeah. And they, they tend to be short-lived. But what really impresses me about about you and the community market particularly is the, is the persistence, really. It's that persistence, that that going for it, that investing mm. in the people, which is what you're really doing. Yeah. And, and yeah, you know, in the Bible after that, it's talking about this judgment that's going to come on people who are really quite lazy and, mm. and not really investing. And, uh, you know, as a church, I kind of think, yeah, that's, that's really great, that they've got a ministry that they're just continuously pouring into the community. And you, you never know the ripple effect that that has. Yeah. I think um, I think one good story is like the Bible teachings we do. Um, we have a pastor in Uganda, and he's asked us to go out again, um, as we've done before, and teach really in his community. Because what's happening there is that people are starting churches or, or even mosques, and they're yeah. drawing people in. But it's really a, a prosperity gospel, and it's great that we we get to go and really share the story of how to study the word mm. and, and how to get the right principles out, out of yeah. um, God's word and make connection with him. And that's, you know, going back to the fact that we might not have been able to continue in mission if it wasn't for the community market. Right. And I think sometimes you can't even see yeah. how God's using that, that investment that you're making yeah. uh, for his purposes. So, so, yeah, I just think the community market's, you know, more than just providing relief for people that have food yeah. it's, it's much more of an investment in the kingdom and yeah. Yeah, i'd encourage anybody to you know support you in the work and and to continue on yeah, yeah give it up for gary <laughs> by what we do all of us gary said something so profound in there he said it's an investment in the kingdom you know everything that we do it is for eternal gain it is not that we might be able to stand here and pat ourselves on the back and say, oh, didn't we do a great job? No, it's so that we can populate heaven. 
It's so that we can see people come and know Jesus and find freedom and find friendship and find purpose. So by being proximate to Christ, by seeing him face to face as he sees you, by knowing that he knows your name, what are we going to do? What are we going to do? And maybe that is in your everyday commute to work. Maybe that is to do with your neighborhood. Maybe that's to do with your family, the people who are closest to you. Or maybe you want to find out more about what we do here at C3. Maybe it's helping somewhere locally where you are. On your seat, you'll have one of these. And I promise to never try and make it more than an A3 sheet of paper. But this is what we do as a church. I do not have time to read it all out. But please take this away. Have a look at it. Maybe you want to pass it on to somebody. Maybe you work within the social care. Where if you work within schools, take it away. Use it as a tool to be able to help people in our community. Or maybe after this, you would like to go and find out more. We have got our team ready to serve you upstairs in, in the lounge, which is on the first floor, with tables of information and also happens to be cake and coffee, but with information about how you can get involved, what is it that we do, how much time would it take from half an hour to five hours, whatever you've got, get involved if you can. Or maybe finally Christmas. Christmas is coming. I'm already starting to think, how can I creatively invite people how can I creatively get people to come to the Christmas service in my neighborhood? We've got an idea. I don't know if it's going to work, but me and my housemate were planning to put a Christmas tree on our front lawn with some invitations and some chocolates so that when people go by, they will be able to take a chocolate and an invitation. Maybe it will get broken. Maybe it will get stolen. I don't know. It's worth a try to get people here so that they can hear the message or so that we can have a conversation and tell the message. It really doesn't matter how it happens. It just matters that it happens. Hey, why don't we stand to our feet before we head into this final song together? And maybe you're here this morning and you don't know this Jesus that we've been speaking of. Or maybe you don't feel that he sees you. Maybe you walked away and it's time for you to come home. This morning, church, wherever you are, whether you're in a prison cell, whether you're online, whether you're in the room, Jesus sees you. He knows your name. He calls you down from the tree and he says, I want to come and hang out with you. I want to come and have lunch with you. I don't care about your dirty laundry. I want to come and be with you because I see you, I know you, and I love you. So why don't we close our eyes and I'm going to invite you to say a prayer with me. And this is a prayer of saying, Jesus, thank you for seeing me. I choose to have you as my king. I choose to celebrate and to worship and to glorify you. I choose to live under you, under your authority. I choose for you to come and give me freedom. I choose for you to be my Lord and Savior. So let's say this together, church, for those doing it for the first time, a way of recommitment. 
Father God, thank you for seeing me. Thank you for knowing my name. Thank you for Jesus. I'm sorry for living my own way. Today, I become proximate with Christ. Change me, Lord. Help me, Lord, as I choose you to be my Lord and Savior. Amen. Keeping your eyes closed in here, if there's anyone who's done that for the first time or in way of recommitment, would you just put your hand in the air? Brave and bold, give me a wave and we would love to celebrate with you, join you on the journey and give you a Bible. If there's anyone here this morning, and if you've done this online, would let us know. We would love to get a Bible to you. But if anyone in the room, just take a moment. He sees you. He knows you. And He wants you. Father God, we thank you that we are known by you. And we pray that today we would leave this room different. We would be sent out by you to help you seek and save the lost. In Jesus' name we pray, amen, amen. Why don't we sing this song together? Thank you for listening to the C3 podcast. If this message has spoken to you today in some way, we would love to know. Reach out to us at hello at the C3.uk. And if you want to extend the reach of what we do here, why not consider giving by going to the C3.uk forward slash giving and as always subscribe to our channel and share this episode with a friend we hope to see you soon